Hey friend, welcome to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast, where we are all about taking inspired action towards showing up as the most confident and authentic version of ourselves. My name is Jess Bergio, and I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur dedicated to sharing the behind the scenes of how others created a life and business of their dreams. Each week, you can count on multiple episodes bringing you an inside look at how you too can create the life and business of your dreams. Life and business isn't meant to be done alone. Join the Beauty Inspires Beauty community where we connect each week to share our goals, dreams, and aspirations every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jess Bergio, with my favorite, well, my only co-host. I mean, it's like your sister. You're like, she's my favorite sister. She's like, you only have one sister. I'm like, yeah, Sarai Spear is back for another episode of Monday Mayhem. Monday. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Hi, friends. It's me. I'm her favorite sister and only sister. Yeah, it's me. We're back. I'm so excited to do another fucking episode with you, Jess. Oh, it's so good. It's been so much fun. I'm so glad that I leaned into that scary feeling of asking someone you barely know if they want to hang out with you. And then it turning (laughs) into a beautiful friendship where I was like, Hey, do you know your dad? Cause I don't know my dad. I think we might be sisters. And then this bitch is like, actually, uh, just kidding. (laughs) No, that was how our conversation went friends. That is literally how the conversation went. And now we co-host a podcast together and do much more than that. But you're stuck with me for a while, friend. <laughs> I love it. She's going to be like, actually, you know what? I don't need you on the podcast anymore. You can go Jess, And I'll be like, okay. Whoa. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, today's going to be your last day, Jess. <laughs> I love it. Passing the torch. Um, I love it. Okay. You guys, today we are going to be talking about how to attract your dream clients in whatever aspect it is that you're doing in your business right now. If you are running two different legs of your business, if you're doing several different things in business, this is where it gets really important that you get clear on what's for what and and what's for who and who's yeah, all that kind of stuff. So all that that. in a bag of chips. And I think Sarai is like going to be a beautiful expert to share how she went from, you know, hustling to get butts in seats, right? Meaning getting oh, booked yeah. and busy to now speaking to heav- more heavily to pretty much only uh, other other stylists uh, in, in the education platform. So her main focus now is not getting new clients in her chair. If that happens, it's by way of just like being the bad bitch she is. But yeah. now it's very clear on her social media and marketing exactly who she's talking to and what her content is for. Um, and, and I think you I mean, if you've never gone to her page, I don't know where you've been under a rock. Welcome to Monday Mayhem. I guess we just renamed that today. Yes. Hi, Reds. Uh, go, go check out her page. She is someone who's doing it amazing along with, I mean, we could probably name several other people who have transitioned from getting booked and busy to now talking to clients or talking to stylists. So depending on where you are in your business, um, yeah, Sarai, what's your, what's your, uh, just go. I got, I got a lot. So let's start at the beginning. I was born in a small town in rural Missouri. Oh, not that far back. Okay. I'm going to mute myself so I can't make dumb comments. Um, okay. So I'm really excited for this episode because I have really been able to cultivate and grow my dream clientele and it has changed. It has shifted. But one thing I want to say, this was one of my favorite things I ever heard from one of my dear friends, Miss Nina Kovner. If y'all don't know who she is, she runs an incredible podcast, uh, passion squared on Instagram. Be sure to follow her. Nina has one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard in my life, but she says 
Clear is kind. Unclear is unkind. And I think that is one of the most poignant, brilliant, simple statements I've ever heard. So when we're thinking about building our dream clientele, and it's going to look different for everybody. So when I was a stylist and I got sober, uh, I didn't have much of a clientele, as you can imagine. So I wanted to build a more steady clientele, not the one that like, you know, pre-sober Sarai, because pre-sober Sarai was all over the place. Therefore, my clientele was all over the place, right? So when I got more serious about my career, I wanted a more serious type of clientele. I wanted somebody who wanted to be blonde. I wanted somebody who wanted luxury services. So I'm going to share with you how I was able to build my dream clientele. I got clear. I got specific. The first time I heard about a client avatar, I was like, avatar, are we in the fucking metaverse? Like, what the fuck is an avatar? Like, what is, what is all this business speak? I don't know. What is that? What movie is that from? It was like avatar. Where wasn't it called? What was it called? That's, I kept thinking, yeah, they were thinking of those blue things. The blue people. Yeah. Yeah. Or creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Avatar. That's literally what I thought the first time I heard client avatar. I was like, I don't want blue people. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. (laughs) But a client avatar is essentially like you get very specific. It's what they look like, what they eat, where they shop, like what is their income, their education? Like you're getting very detailed in your client avatar. When I wanted to build my dream clientele, I actually ended up naming my client avatar. So Nina Kovner's saying resonated with me. And I was like, okay so clear. Let's get real clear on who I want in my chair. So for me, being a a blonding specialist, teaching other stylists blonding, I was really ready to up-level my clientele. So I wanted to create a luxury blonding experience. And I wanted those luxury clients, those high-end clients. I wanted those clients who gave a fuck what they look like. They wanted to drop some money on their appearance. You know, they came in wearing designer shit. They had flexibility in their schedule because I no longer wanted to work like 1200 hours a day. And I didn't want to work till 9 PM. So I wanted somebody with flexibility. I wanted somebody with disposable income. I wanted somebody with like good juju, a good aura that we could have a conversation that I could vibe with. So what I did was I actually took pen and paper. Um, if you're, um, if you're not a millennial, do you guys know what pen and paper is or <laughs> like I am? Oh my God. Yeah. 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 Or, okay. Or you can take out the no section of your Correct. phone, right? If that's yeah. not the most terrible thing. It's not, but the, the important thing is to write it down. So start thinking about if I could cultivate my dream clientele, what would that look like? What would, what would they spend on their hair? Where would they shop? Where would they eat? Where would they vacation? Who would they hang out with? I'm talking get specific when you are spelling out your dream clientele. I'm a huge believer in manifestation and energy and what we put out to the universe is what we get back. So I started writing down, you know, dripping in Gucci, dripping in Louie, you know, has a facelift on the weekend and doesn't give a fuck. Like that's (laughs) seriously, that is the type of clientele that I wanted. Uh, But with that came the expectation for me to deliver a luxury service. Was I ready for that? Was I ready 
to draw in that type of clientele that I was asking for? Could I provide not only the service, but the experience that that type of client was looking for? And so that was a little scary. I had to, I had to do some deep digging and some, you know, some soul searching, but I got incredibly specific with where they shopped, where they ate, what they looked like, um, you know, how they wore their hair. Are they high maintenance or low maintenance? I wanted those high maintenance people like give me every four to six weekers. So when I spelled it out, what I found myself doing was when I would grab my phone and I'd go to post on Instagram and I'd post this picture of beautiful hair. All right. So I have my dream clientele in mind. How am I going to speak with them? How am I going to communicate with them? You know, am I going to throw around slang words that my husband and I say in the house with each other? Probably not. Or am I going to start speaking in terms of, you know, a luxury creamy blonde using adjectives that that type of clientele are going to want to hear? you know, when geotagging was a thing, um, like tagging locations of, you know, let's whatever the nicest place in your town is like a Nordstrom. That's all we have in Kansas city. Um, the nice restaurants, you know, the fucking Pilates places start putting yourself in the mindset of your dream clientele. Speak to that. Start putting out to the universe, start pretending like you already have that dream clientele. Mm. And so what I started doing in my Instagram posts was, you know, speaking to that luxury service and why it's a luxury service, you know, it's very involved and there's, you know, all these steps and really creating an experience before they even sit in my chair. I wanted that client to already know what they were walking into with me. I wanted to be very transparent. So what I found was, oh, hey, I got a DM from, oh my God, she shops at Lulu. She shot, oh, look at her Gucci bag. And then I got another one and then another one. And then you know where this is going, right friends? So when I put out to the universe, what I wanted, and I wrote it on paper and I got very clear, very clear in my expectations Then I started to see the results and you know how it is in this industry. Like you do good hair. People will tell, like people will talk. Oh my God. Like, where did you get your hair done? It's so good. People will stop you. So then they would tell their friends and their friends who ran in the same circles and strangers. And before you know it, I'm booked out. And honestly, at one point in my career, I wore this as a badge of honor that I was booked out for a solid year. I no longer wear that as a badge of honor because that's nut sauce. Um, but I was like, okay, I did it. And I got even more specific when I was like, okay, this is awesome. But like, I really want, like, I want the, the really luxury people, right? Like the people who will throw down. And I literally said two grand on their hair and not bad a fucking eye. That's what I want. So there's a, there's a school in my hometown of Kansas city. It's called Pembroke. And it's like the rich kid school, right? It's like $40,000 a year to send your kid to private school or whatever. And I said, I want Pembroke moms. That's what I want. I want Pembroke moms. And I got one and then I got four and then I got 10 and then I got 15. And I was able to build basically my dream clientele because I got specific. I got incredibly specific with what I wanted. That's amazing. That's such an incredible story. And I think, I mean, I'm already just playing this out. We will create a downloadable PDF that once you listen to this podcast episode, it will help you walk through creating your dream client avatar. We will name her. 
Yeah. We will, we will put a face to the name. We, where does she eat? Where does she sleep? Where does she, what does yeah. she do? Who does she hang out with? What are uh, her she, hobbies? What does she do in her free time? I'm talking specific disposable like, income. Does she have like, yeah. and does she have friends that are like that too? Because it's so true. Once you get one in a circle, you're going to get all of them. Um, and if you can deliver on the service that you, the level of service that you say you provide, like then it's tenfold game over. Uh, so if that's what you're looking to do in your career, let us help you figure that out. If you have had a previous client avatar, but you're like inspired by Sarai's story and you're like, well, damn, I'm ready to up level too. There's a school just like that here, or there's a place like that here where I live that I could dip into and kind of figure out if that, if I could match the level of service that maybe these women or people want, um, and cash in on that because it's, you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't keep striving and reaching for the next goal in your career. And again, looking at somebody like her who's booked out a year, it's kind of like, she could have sat that and been like, I made it, I'm here, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And I did that same thing in my career. I was like, this is as good as it's going to get, you know, cause I had a scarcity mindset for the longest time that I couldn't charge more than everyone else in my salon. And I felt some type of way about being the most expensive already as it was, um, and I had that cap mentality of I'm faster than everybody, but I charge more. Like they're charging more because they're giving a longer experience. And I was like, why should I be penalized for being faster when my clients come to me because they love that? So it's like, you may be also being like, oh, that's kind of me or finding yourself in my story with that too. But like, just recognize wherever you're at in your business. If, if you are happy with where you're at, cool, keep doing what you're doing. But if, it, if this applies to you and you can take and kind of upgrade the level of which the clients that you're getting to deal with and be around, it's going to up-level you as a human also. I mean, I'm sure your client, your conversations with these people were much more elevated. Yeah. I feel like people at that level have a, a lot, a little less time for like drama, bullshit. drama and basic conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, of course there's that in every situation, but it's like, you know, people want to have more thoughtful, insightful conversations when they're playing at a bigger level in life. It just and is what it is. That is one of the specifics that I wrote down. I was tired of the, oh, Kim K's butt. Oh, who's this person sleeping with in this juicy gossip mag? There's a time and a place for that. I had outgrown it. I literally wrote, I want to have deep, meaningful, soul-fulfilling conversations with these clients. And when you're creating your, your dream clientele avatar, like it doesn't have to be mine. It doesn't have to be a luxury service. It doesn't have to be where you're charging, you know, $200 an hour. It can be whatever the fuck you want it to be, but you need to be specific in what you want and what you are going to deliver in that experience as well. Because I guarantee if I was attracting, you know, this high end type of luxury human, and I was delivering a subpar service, I showed up in fucking sweatpants and holy ass shirts. Like I do now. Um, and I wasn't delivering, you know, the goods, if you will, with it, they probably would have been a client one time and then buy. Yeah. So also knowing part of that, what you're attracting, you also have to put out too. Totally. And, 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 and that's a level you get to decide because I think sometimes people think they maybe want that. And then, and then they're like, actually, I don't actually, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be required to like put a full face of makeup on and wear, you know, Gucci head to toe and wear heels every day. And, and that's just, that's fine. But until you explore that and give yourself the opportunity to, to see if that's a right fit for you, you'll never know. So I, I, I go ahead. I just want to tell everybody like be yourself though. That's the most yeah. important thing. Um, I charge uh two seventy five an hour for color corrections. Okay. Um, I have Adidas sneakers on right now. 
I have some jogging pants. I have a sleeveless shirt that I cut off. I curse like a fucking sailor and I charge $275 an hour. Now, do I have deep, meaningful conversations with my high-end clients? Fuck yes, I do. Absolutely. I also deliver an experience they can't get anywhere else. So stay true to you. And I curse. I still curse. You know, I'm like, oh, fuck this. This is fucking stupid. I'm still me, but I'm delivering a service that meets or exceeds their expectations. Yep. And that's key. That's all it is. And so let's change gears a little bit to somebody who is maybe booked. They're stoked with the clientele that they have, but they're ready to start speaking to a different audience that doesn't know them as this now person. So I'll give you an example. I was a behind the chair stylist for, you know, 17 years before I opened my own salon. So then stepping into salon ownership, trying to get stylists to come work for me, that was a different level of marketing that I had to start to speak to. And then the next phase that I went from was salon owner slash hairdresser to coach and, and business mentor. It was like, wait, okay, wait a minute. So who is she? Like what? So getting really clear on who my now client is, right? Because I'm not working on getting behind the chair clients anymore, but that's what say my page is known for. That's normally who I'm speaking to when I show up. Um, I had a really hard time getting clear on who my coaching was for because I wanted to help everybody. Mm -hmm. And so you may be feeling that way too, when it comes to getting really niche specific, like you may want those Pembroke moms that she was talking about, but you also still want to get aunt Marion and, and, and only charge her $50. So mm -hmm. like that can be a really challenging you know, space to be in when you're trying to up level and you're trying to maybe grow your client base to that level, but you still can't let go of the lower tickets and the, and the stuff like that. So what, let's start with that first before we dive into changing your marketing completely. What would you say? What do you, what do you do in that case of people who maybe used to get deals or family or like, how do you navigate any of that? Cause I know that I can't be the only person that. Oh no. Like that. I, I think our entire industry struggles with, uh, this, this topic of conversation. So for me, it's confrontation. I don't think anybody enjoys it. I don't think people wake up in the morning unless you're me and you're like, I'm ready for confrontation. I'm gonna fight the world. Um, so it's, it's tough because we genuinely love and care about our clients, right? We develop relationships with them. We are one of five industries that can actually legally touch another human in the profession, right? So there's that emotional connection, but when we separate the emotion from our profession, and I, I want to acknowledge, yes, we love what we do. Oh my God. Absolutely. We love what we do. Does that mean we should get paid less? Does that mean we should not get paid? Does that mean we should do it for free? Fuck. No, this is a goddamn profession and a career that we paid for. So we get paid. Okay. Yeah. Now, when I realized throughout my journey, that friendships and excuses and, oh, my, my cat just got ran over and I have this vet bill and blah, blah. That doesn't pay the electric company on my behalf. I've called them and I said, Hey, I'm so sorry. Karen's cat, cat got run over. Could you just, and they're like, don't give a fuck. You still owe us 67 34. And I'm like, cool. When I started being able to separate emotion from the actual business, because we are a business at the end of the day, we are a business entity, right? Amen. When I was able to start separating that excuses, uh, don't pay my bills and feelings don't pay my bills. Do you know what pays my bills? Fucking money. Okay. Bitcoin, emeralds, rubies. I'll actually take puppies too. Um, and the dollar dollar bills y'all. So I, I make it sound easy, but I struggled. I went through a period where I would, I had different tiers. So if you'd been with me a while, you were at like one big tier, fat ones you, and then little tiny also, tiers. Also big crocodile tears and small little alligator tears. Yeah. 
What you don't Sorry. have those? No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mine's like snot coming out of my nose. Those kind of tears. Kim K. Ugly cry. That's yeah. Me. But I did. I for a while I worked on a, a tiered system because I felt like I owed these people who had been with me for a while something, and <clears throat> that's just not the case. We don't actually owe anybody anything. And at the end of the day, what I found was. I was taking on a lot of emotional stress and and I was being emotionally drained and I was working double as hard to make, you know, half the amount of money. And so I I did away with the tier system and I had to have a conversation and I have a conversation face-to-face with my clients. This is no longer working for me. As of August 1st, everyone will be at this price point. Um, Send an email, write a, you know, a note, a text, whatever, but make sure to communicate with them in person. And it's tough. Friends, I will tell you it's so tough, but it's one of those situations. Rip off the fucking band-aid, okay? Before your whole fucking, you know, it needs to be amputated, your whole limb, just rip the band-aid off because emotional discounting, emotional pricing will literally run you into the ground. It will eat you alive. It absolutely will. And you will burn out. And I know I can speak for myself when I say I allowed my emotional discounting and my emotional pricing to absolutely burn me out. And I wanted to walk away from this industry and never want to do fucking hair again. And whose fault was it? It was mine. It wasn't my clients. It was my fault. I didn't put those boundaries in. I wasn't clear. Clear is kind. I was being unkind to my clients. I was being unkind to myself when I was discounting, when I wasn't standing my ground, when I didn't have those boundaries in place. And when I was trying to, you know, be everything to everybody, it got me burnt out, but I'm glad I'm so glad it got me to that point because I literally screamed. I can't do this anymore. This isn't working for me. So do I burn it all to the ground and try again? Or do I just kind of say, ah, let's step back. Let's evaluate this. What isn't working? And then when you start to spell out what isn't specifically working, then you can make those changes. You can recognize what needs to be changed and you can work towards those changes. I love that. That's so clear. And another thing I've heard around clarity sells, um, what's uh, something confuses. God damn it. I'm really sound like a business expert, aren't I? It'll, it'll come to you at two o'clock yeah. in the morning and then you'll text me about it. Totally we'll talk about it next week in, in podcast. <laughs> Deal. So tune in next week. Thanks friends. Thanks for joining us. Uh, no, that's so good though. And it's so true. And it's like, I think sometimes we, we push burnout as a, as a way, as a saying, Oh, I've worked, I'm working too much or, you know, I'm, I'm doing too many hours when really the energetic exchange isn't happening at the level it needs to happen. And we just don't recognize the fact that maybe if after I do Susie's hair and I walk away with only $200, that doesn't feel right. I feel like I've done way more than $200 worth of work. And it's, it's up to you individually to recognize that and, and then do something about it. If, if her walking away paying $375 feels more like you could get excited about it again, that's your, that's your job to figure that out. Because every other industry gives themselves, what, a 10 to 15% raise every year aside from us. Like, I don't know any other hairdressers that raise their prices to the point where every other business does. No, it just doesn't happen. And it's crazy to think that we're, we would, the tier system would work in the sense that you're now a more established, more, uh, you know, educated hairdresser and they're, they're getting, they'd have to pay you less than Mm -hmm. the people who are just now finding you. That's almost like unfair to your new clients. So I I love everything that you said about that. And if you guys are, are, you know, struggling with that and trying to figure that out again, we'd love to chat with you about that. That's one of those things we're trying to map out what it is we can help you guys figure out. Is it pricing structure? Is it beating burnout? Is it becoming aware of 
the fact that you are even feeling any of these feels like these are all things we love to chat and talk about when Sarai, if you listened to last week's podcast, um, heard us talking about that we're plotting and planning uh, to A, take over the world, but B, help you take over the world by getting really clear about who it is you want to work with in this industry and how you can bring in more income to your business by I don't know, way of creating a second stream of revenue, which could look like you becoming an educator at the level that Sarai's playing at or stepping into business coaching, uh, starting a podcast. There's so many avenues you can start to diversify your expertise and establish yourself and your brand voice to stand out from other people, because that's kind of what you got to be. The squeaky wheel gets the oil on these platforms. Mm And, you know, the, the, bigger your bark, the better. But if you are really clear about what it is that you do and who you help, it's so much easier to show up and be consistent on social media. That's why Sarai pumps out the content that she does because she knows exactly who it's for. And and she's already created a name for whoever the blonding crew people are. Like she's got that person in her mind and she knows exactly when she picks up her phone, that's who she's talking to. She's not confused. Maybe she's talking to Bob in in Buffalo who's on the couch (laughs) eating popcorn, you know? That's not who's signing up for blonding crew education. It's just not. And so to get real niche specific around who your shit's for, sometimes that takes some work. Like for me, like I was saying, I, I didn't know, did I want to help the hairdresser who was fresh out of school or did I want to help somebody who was me like 20 years later down my career, you know, expand and move through shit. Like there was 22 years of what I'd, I had done to, for me to kind of navigate. And I gave, gave myself a lot of time to, to lean into certain things. And do I like doing that type of coaching? Do I want to talk about that certain stuff? What are people coming to me for? So I think that's a great place to start too. Like yeah. if you've become unbeknownst, like an expert at a few certain things, like what do your clients ask you questions about? Are you a beautiful hairdresser, but you also know a ton of shit about wellness and, and gut health, maybe that's an avenue you explore, right? Or maybe you love talking about products. So maybe bringing in a product line that you can market for. Like I do Monate on the site. I don't talk about it as much as I should, but I love the business model. I do like the product line. So it's a way I brought in income that those clients I already have, I can use and diversify and keep making income. Even if, if today I said, I'm not doing hair anymore. Those people are still in my funnel. Um, the podcast, the podcast is a great example of me figuring out how to reintroduce myself to the world, to my new client avatar, which is you listening. If you're a creative entrepreneur, if you're a beauty entrepreneur, this podcast for you to help you with tools, stories, bring insight, perspective. Like that's what I'm now doing. I'm not on here telling you, you should come get your hair done with me. So that's like showcasing a few examples of ways that you can start to figure out what your next move might be, or maybe you already have something going on and you just need more uh, help getting clear on getting your messaging out there. This workshop that you can download will help you figure out who that avatar is. And maybe you have two separate ones. Maybe you still want butts in the chair and you want to start an education page. So maybe you need to diversify how you speak and you're showing up as two different entities, um, but you're really the main affiliate for both those brands that you're creating. So hopefully this PDF can help you get a little more clarity. If you loved it, if it worked for you, share it with a friend. but yeah, do you have any other two cents we want to touch on about? I have, I have five cents. Um, <laughs> yeah, five I'm going to, I'm going to spend it all. So I want to share an interesting fact that it, it got my attention on social media. So one of my dear friends, uh, Nina Tulio, if y'all don't follow her, please do. She's fucking incredible. She is a business boss bitch. Okay. And she has a podcast. She's got her own education platform. She's an incredible educator and an incredible human, but she shared on her Instagram page and it literally made me go, Oh fuck. I'm going to, I'm going to read it to you. 
If you are undercharging by $10 and see 20 clients per week, you are losing $10,400 per year. So listen, motherfuckers, the next time you think about emotional discounting or discounting your price for a sob story or whatever, or you don't think you deserve that extra $10 bullshit. Okay. When you price your services appropriately, everything is much better. When you are under charging and undervaluing yourself, you are literally taking money out of your pocket, out of your child's pocket, your partner, you're taking out of your vacation fund. And I think when we start to think in terms like that, that was such an aha moment for me when I realized the actual dollar amount that I was losing because I, I wasn't charging appropriately. I didn't feel like I could charge that. I didn't, I felt like I was at the top of my game or, you know, the top of the bracket, all this bullshit. And at the end of the day, when we undervalue, when we undercharge our services for whatever reason, the only person we're hurting is us. And if you want a big fat reality check, take your bank statement, uh, take your bank statement, do, do some inventory, you know, align your, your books and your numbers. And when you see those numbers, I guarantee the emotional discounting, that shit ain't going to fly anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. No. And I always love to do that reverse engineer with the numbers of like your hourly value. Cause a lot of times when I start working with a new client and I ask, what is your hourly value? They, they don't have an answer. You should know off the top of your head. If the hours that you're putting in, say you only work 20 hours a week, you should know exactly what that hourly needs to be in order to hit your main goal, which is your annual goal. So if you're missing out on $10 per every 20 clients that you have, and that's 10 grand at the end of the end of the year, you could be putting $10,000 into your in retirement every year. Maybe, maybe it's, it's $5 that you're charged. It's $5,000. You could be putting into a savings account to help you retire or plan for your future or your kids college fund, or like she said, vacations, whatever the case may be upgrading to your own suite, whatever. Um, and, and that's the number one, the number one thing is like math is the path. And and that's mm. where when you just follow the numbers, it takes the emotion out of it. Cause once you see that you're making what less than minimum wage, in some cases I've done the numbers for some of my cl- my new clients. I'm like, listen, you can't even afford me. I know you think you can, cause you've got money coming in, but you're spending just as much. And it's not, it's not equaling out. You're actually making about $13 an hour. So unless you're obsessed with hair and the hours that you're working, you could go make that at Starbucks and get full benefits. So yeah. is this still what you want to be doing? If so, I'm sure you want to be profitable and not be making less than the girl who just graduated, you know, college, like mm-hmm. move some stuff around and then charge what you're supposed to be charging at this point. So, um, I, I we can totally relate. We get what it's like to oh, yeah. get uncomfortable oh, with yeah. these conversations with your clients. <laughs> it's not fun. I don't know where this preconceived notion that like, where we are also scared to talk about money. It's just an energy exchange. And it's like, yeah. You know, no one, nowhere else do you go to check out and they're like, oh, um, so that sandwich is going to, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. It's going to be $6 and 72 cents. Could you imagine if they flip the thing around? No, now they flip it around. They're like, do you want to add a tip? Right. And you're like, uh, I'm tipping on shit. I never had a tip for you. You go to the register, you see that iPad, you know, you're going to tip on shit. You, I never had a tip on before. Come on. But no other industry does that. They don't apologize. Also like let's get into this. Does the milk company call you when they're going to raise their motherfucking prices? Do the egg people say, Hey, let's have a convention. Let, let me send this email. No, that shit just fucking happens. We tie so much emotion to our fucking pricing. And then all it does is it ends up hurting us. Stop with the emotional pricing. And listen, y'all, if you think I'm preaching to you, then I am. Okay. 
because I used to do this. I, I truly, I lost so much money. I lost so much fucking sanity because I emotional priced, I emotional discounted and it's, it's just not worth it. Friends. It's really fucking not. Yeah. And, and it's so funny. It's like, take, I mean, I'm just having so many flashbacks of times where I felt like, and it it was probably, if I look back every six to seven years, I would have this, I would go to my mom because my mom's a a business owner too, an entrepreneur. And I would say, I'm burnt out. I think I'm done. I don't think I want to do hair anymore. Okay. It's been seven years. Like it's like, let me try something different. And we would sit and we'd have a conversation around what entrepreneurship looks like. And you're just going to get to this point in another career in seven years. So either it's a seven year itch or something needs to shift or change in your business. And generally it was because I hadn't raised my prices or I hadn't learned a new technique that I could add value to my clients that I had, or I didn't, have clarity around what it is I was trying to accomplish. I was just showing up and doing a job, checking a box and leaving. And, you know, it was when I started to shift into that, like, I want to give a better experience. So therefore I feel like I could charge more. I moved myself into a higher end salon. That was why I left that first salon. So if you listen to last week's episode, we talked about your environment, knowing when to switch. So that was a great role because I didn't feel like I could charge the prices I wanted to charge in that first place versus where I ended up being for the next 10 years. Um, So knowing your environment, knowing that kind of stuff is also equally important. Um, And if you can't find it, go create it. That should be the fire you you need to light under your ass to maybe step into your own power and and open the soul of suite with someone else who either is like-minded like you or on your own to where you're like, I think I want to be a salon owner. I think I would like to manage people and lead the way and do all that. So it's all possible for you. Um, and, and, And know that we feel your angst and pain mm-hmm. right along with you, but mm-hmm. it's natural. It's normal. You're not alone. Uh, we all go through it. Some of us, it's easier than others to be like, fuck it. This is what I charge. Like I know some people that are so unapologetic about pricing. They charge for every little, th- they're like, I used 11 foil. So for each additional foil, that's $300. I'm like, some people are so extreme. Like I got my hair done with this girl once and she handed me a three by five card with every single thing broken down that she did on my hair all added up. And then she had the audacity to write friends discount of 150 after she had marked up all the other things. And I was like, I would have rather you not even wrote friends discount at that point. Like just charge me the $600 and stick it up my ass. Like, yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I think it triggered me because I didn't have the balls at the time to do that. So Mm -hmm. it's like in recognizing, yeah, I did feel like I got raped that day, but it was because I didn't have the experience that I associated with that ticket price. Yep. Absolutely. there was two lessons to be learned there. I'm like, I see no problem with people charging the amount that she charged me for, but it's how she did it, what she did versus all the things. So, you know, take that as you will, but hopefully you found some value in the stories and us kind of sharing that it's, it's normal to feel that, but reassess, like if you're experiencing burnout, overwhelm, stress, um, start to get really clear on what clients you want in your chair and maybe what clients you need to pass on to other people to give them the opportunity to like get to do that type of work. Right. Um, and I, I love that we came full circle, like getting clear. I think that's the theme of the di- today is getting clear, whether it's your, your client avatar, building your dream clientele, switching, you know, gears to become an educator or a salon owner, you know, charging appropriately, get clear, get clear with yourself, get incredibly specific, start to sort through the shit, right? Yeah. yeah. And one of, one of the things that I've found incredibly helpful for me, I am very high functioning, high energy, ADHD. Um, I bounce off the walls all the time. So for me, meditation was really hard and I'm not going to sit here and preach meditation, but what I am going to say is sit, sit and get quiet. And I'm talking 
no TV. I had to do that a couple, a uh, couple months ago. I had to get real fucking quiet. And in that quiet is when I got answers because I was able to not distract myself with my phone or TV or, you know, conversations being quiet and being still is one of the hardest things I have ever had to learn how to do. But every fucking time I have, I've gotten clarity. I've gotten answers. Have they always been the answers that I wanted delivered? Fuck no. But ultimately when I sit down and I allow myself to be quiet, it's kind of crazy how the clarity comes in those moments. Yep. Yeah. And generally we're like, yeah, but I didn't want that sign. I want a different sign. Literally. That was me. I was like, <laughs> ah, fuck you. That's the wrong. No, you sent that message to the wrong person. Okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> No. Oh, so no. true. Oh my God. It's so true. But no stillness and quiet. And that's why I preach the morning rituals. Cause that's what works for me. But if you find peace and cl- quiet time in other aspects of your life, if you can do a traditional meditation, which, you know, can look like whatever you want it to look like, there's no wrong way to meditate. There really isn't. And your thoughts are just, you, you're just becoming aware of your thoughts because there's this false me- pre con- pre blah, 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 conception, misconception that meditation is where you clear the mind. It's not clearing of the mind. Like you are human. You're going to have thoughts. You're going to have feelings. You're going to have an itch. You're going to, Oh God, I have to pee. Or, Oh, I think I want to have a sandwich after this. Like all these thoughts will flow through your mind. You are not going to not have thoughts come through your mind. Meditation does not mean lack of thoughts. The beautiful thing about meditation is that you're just aware. You see the thought, you let it go. You don't stop and hang out with the thought. You don't stop and process the thought while you're in it. It's just the thought that passes and moves through. Oh, I like a sandwich. Yep. I'll think about that later. Like for me, that's how I've related meditation so that I never felt like I was doing it wrong. Yeah. And until I can, I could do it seated or lying down at home, I had to do movie meditation. So for me, that looked mm-hmm. like walking on the treadmill without any music or like the screen on or walking outside in nature. Like I called them clarity walks when I lived at the beach, no headphones, no phone, no nothing. I just had to walk. And generally the first half of the walk, the first like mile or two, I was thinking all kinds of stuff, singing songs in my head, talking to myself. And then by the time I turned around, the real shit started to come up. So if you know you're someone who can like distract yourself for 10, 15 minutes, you got to sit in that for even longer till you can allow that shit to process and then get to the real meat of it. So um, we're going to do you a solid today. You're going to get two downloadable PDFs, one being the client avatar worksheet. The second one being reverse engineering of your income goals, because if you don't know where you're at, you don't have anywhere to drive to, right? So the reverse engineering, your income goal, super easy. You start with the number that you want to make. So say you're making 70,000 in your business right now, and you want to make a hundred. This will help you map out how many weeks you need to be working out of the 52, how many days during that week and how many hours that way you can allot. This is how many clients I need to see. Therefore, it will give you a very easy answer to how much you need to be charging. If you're way off and let's say you're somewhere around $55 an hour and for what you want to make, it's looking more like 125 an hour, find a happy medium. And maybe yeah. that'll put you at the 80,000 a year and you can address it. Then. As you work towards. Yeah, right. Absolutely. But, but, but knowing that that is the goal that you, you know, okay, from 70 to 80, there's that 10,000 I can set aside for retirement um, and not skip a beat. If I do nothing else, but, but, but add $10 or maybe work three extra hours every other Friday, it gets really easy to get clear around why you're working that much or, or what you need to be doing. So those two things will be available for you to download um, in the show notes of this podcast. Uh, and that is just our free gift to you. All we ask is for your left finger and um, your mm-hmm. mother's, no, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Um, 
no your social security number your blood type and your bank account information thanks so much no but these resources are just going to help you get a lot of clarity around who you're talking to and what type of money you're making and want to be making so we hope this is helpful um if you love this podcast please share it with a friend send it to them right now get us in their ears is that yeah yeah, yeah tag us on yeah. social media platform the draft yes. inspires beauty podcast tag us let us know you're listening and if you didn't catch last week's episode it was really good we talked a lot about you know trusting your intuition around environment what's serving you what's not serving you so if you haven't listened to that episode yet go back grab last monday's episode we are creating plotting planning a small takeover of the world we'd like you to join us we don't know what's happening yet Uh, we're we're selling the dream and we don't know what that dream is yet so if you (laughs) know what our dream is (laughs) it's to hang out with all of you all of you listening right now so um send us a little lightning bolt emoji to the number 619-332- 3045, uh, just a quick text message of the lightning bolt. And, um, once we figure our shit out, we will message you back with any details that we have. Um, but yeah, the lightning bolt and how, how, how would, how can we serve you? What, what is it that you want to hear from us on the show? Um, and then in what ways would, would you like to work with us? That's kind of what we're, we're putting out into the universe. We're just kind of seeing what you guys are up to and what you need more of. Basically, we- how can y'all get more of us is what we want to know. Group coaching, one-on-one program. Like, what do y'all fucking want from us? Because we we got ideas. We got shit. But we want to know what you guys want from us. What we were y'all talking about want. a retreat. We're talking about get-togethers, networking. Like, what what is it? What does that look like for you guys? What do you, what do you have the capacity to, to do? So share that with us. Send us the lightning bolt text to 619-332-3045 and we will see you on the next one. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you could share it with a girlfriend. Like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out to more people. So until next time, be you unapologetically. We're back, we're back,